0: Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine
1: Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our guest is Miriam Rose Cohn. I am so delighted to have Miriam as our guest today. Both of us have ridden the wave of economic downturns as career coaches, though none has been as challenging as the one we're in. I thought the last show of the year would be a great time to tap into things that we have learned from past downturns and see if we can develop some strategies for moving into 2021. So if you are looking forward to the end of 2020, but wondering how to face the career challenges of 2021, you are listening to the right podcast. Miriam, welcome
2: to Career Central. Thank you, Lorraine. I'm so happy you invited me to be your guest. Thank you very much. Well, we are <laughs> excited to have
1: you. And we always like to kick off the show by asking our guests about their career path. So tell us a little bit about how you became a resume writer and career coach.
2: Well, I started in the 80s and I provided administrative support services to my clients. Uh, We did it in 19 languages at the time, not just English. And then came about the mid 80s and my clients started to come to me and they said it used to be uh, they just invite me to come uh, and have another position. But now people are asking me to provide resume, a resume. So since I always try to do the best I can for my clients, I said, well, I'm not trained in that, but I'll find out. So um, I trained. At the time, uh, we only had the Professional Association of Resume Writers. Now, of course, we also have the National Resume Writers Association. And I trained and I got my credential. And now I even serve on the National Certification Board. But then I found that the resume just gets your foot in the door, right? how do you ace the interview? (laughs) So I became a certified employment interview professional so I can um, uh, educate my clients on uh, how to uh, really uh, fly through the interview, not just fly, but also ace it. And I taught my clients, and still do, the questions they need to be asking. Because an interview is a two-way conversation. You need to find out if this is the right company uh, for you as well, if you want to work with them, because if they start posing questions that are totally inappropriate, and I teach those to my clients as well, you may think, hmm, maybe not the best place to work. So uh, (laughs) lots of things there. And then once we did that, I became a master career director, covering everything from, you know, you're in the right place, but you have a bad boss or you're in the right company, wrong department. uh, You hit the ceiling. uh, Anything you can imagine from students getting their diploma and not knowing how to find a position Two people facing retirement, and so uh, because of what I just said, I became a job search strategist as well. I teach my clients how to find positions. I don't find it; I don't find them for them. That's a totally different thing, <laughs> separate business. And uh, I'm also became a, I was among the first fifty worldwide certified personal brand strategists because you really need to stand for something. When you write your resume in our full circle, right? You put what differentiates you from other candidates right under the top, right? It's all these years I've been uh, writing resumes. I never had two sales representatives who were the same. And so what differentiates one from another? So besides, if you become known for something, people will come to you. You research and prove yourself. You don't have to keep looking for uh, another position, you know, and be unemployed as it were. So that's it in a nutshell. And (laughs) as you know, I'm also an accredited translator and that comes in uh, handy for my international clients.
1: So that's how I got to be. So I think we both share a passion for helping people find rewarding careers that really match um, you know, their passion. And we have our right. passion about helping people. We want right. to tap into their passion. And one of the reasons I'm so delighted that you are our guest for the last show of the year is because you're you're touching on a lot of things that we've talked about since the show launched in August. You're talking about the importance of a resume, the importance of branding, the importance of interviewing, the importance of doing well on the job. And again, bringing all of those things together um, it's right. exciting to me because, again, it's a full package. Just like you said, it's got to go all the way through. And what I really liked is your emphasis on asking the right questions so that people know they're in the right company. Because I think that's another right. one of our passions. It's not about just finding the job. It's about finding the job where you really feel satisfied. So, again, right. for those of you that are listening, this is exactly why I want to on today because of her passion and breadth of experience. She's going to help us pull it all together at the end of 2020. But enough of my talking. (laughs) So I know that you do a lot of work with people who have to go through some major career changes. Uh, The pandemic has, it's wiped out some industries, it's had other industries boom. But I would like to tap into the process that you are using to help people move forward after they have been impacted by the pandemic.
2: Well, the most important thing is that to keep in mind is that everybody wants to do meaningful work. And through the many years I've been coaching, a large percentage, not everybody, but a large percentage, unfortunately, were not happy in their current job. I don't like the word job. You know, it's like I've got to get up. i got to go to it. I don't want to do it. No. So we're trying to change that. And people were always afraid. Of changing, right? Because they were afraid of losing the paycheck. And so, what do they do? They stay miserable at a job, but go home and get rid and bring all their problems at home and get rid of the significant other, right? This is not good. No, no, no. It should be the other way around. <laughs> Keep your significant other and find something that is good for you. Because, you know, if you're unhappy at your work, it causes also other difficulties people don't think of, and I'll get right back to career transition in a moment, is that if you're miserable at your job, you get headaches, you get migraines, and then you get high blood pressure because you get enervated with what's going on, right? And if you have all these, you're a long time at, you're not at ease. And if you're not at ease, you're at, this ease and if you are this is long enough you become disease you say so you want to get involved that so this actually is a perfect time to start rethinking about your life not what your parents said you should do not what your significant others said you should do and never mind the pressure you don't have the check now paycheck now so let's first when we consider this discover what is meaningful work for you are you meant to be self-employed, become an entrepreneur, or work for somebody else? And so we start by exploring where your passion lies. So we have to discover what makes you get up in the morning and look forward to your day. And it could be different things. And so this is the first step in the career transition. What would be meaningful work for you? Where you get paid at something you truly enjoy doing. You know, getting paid many is not always the first requirement for a lot of people. It's usually number three on the list. First of all, am I going to be able to contribute? You know, will I be a, um, a productive member of a team or can I start my own business? Whatever the case may be, that's the first thing to explore. So uh, I developed a uh, six-week program uh, to help uh, my clients go through this system. First, we do career exploration. Then once you know what you want to do, if you're going to work for somebody else, start targeting the companies you want to work for. It doesn't matter whether they advertise for a position or not, because we don't know really what's going on in that company, right? Maybe they just hire somebody and the person is not working out. Maybe somebody just retired and they need to find a replacement. Maybe they have to take a new take in a certain department in which you would like to work. In other words, you can make them aware that they need you and they didn't even know they needed you. So that's another possibility, right? So many things in that, that we explore. And then um, if possible, I advise my clients to uh, shadow a person whose uh, position they would like to have. It doesn't mean go and kick that person out. It means see what a job entails. Is it truly what you want to do? Kind of like a ride along with a police officer, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I also strongly encourage them to do informational interviews. That is to say... Speak with the hiring manager. A person would hire somebody like you, and but don't do it like, I need a job, hire me. That is totally out of the question. Say, this is what I've been doing. And with the change in the economy, you are renowned in your field for, do some research on the person, very easily done today with either uh, hoovers.com or uh, LinkedIn, you know, you can find people. Research the person and say, you know, you are not renowned for blah, blah, blah. And I just wondered if I could have 10 minutes of your time. Let's get together. If you can, I'll bring you coffee or tea, whatever you like to drink. And uh, keep it at 10 minutes. Have all your questions ready, of course, and then find out what is really going on today. Uh, let me tell you, uh, show you a, a couple of examples. I'm going to give you a tree. There was a lady, she wanted to become a, a scuba diving instructor, but she was an administrative assistant, could not even afford the lessons. So, you know, I, I, I want to caution our listeners that nothing I talk about is overnight. Please understand that <laughs> it does take a little time, but usually within an average of two months, we can do it. Um We found her a position, an administrative position, with a scuba diving school. And then I'm sure, you know, she was able to take lessons, you know, at a discount even. And then eventually, it took her two years, but she became a scuba diving instructor. But she started on the way toward her goal, you see? I had a gentleman who was a project manager indoors. And when we did uh, his uh, vision board, everything was outside. And I go, what are you doing inside? Look at all these pictures you're bringing me. And so it turned out he wanted to be a motorcycle uh, racer. But by the time we met, he was already married and had children. So, of course, the wife said, forget that. But what we did was find him a position in the aftermarket of the racing business. And so he find a position at a um, racing track where they did the motorcycle races. And I'm sure he didn't have to tell his wife the racing. The Racers would allow him to race their motorcycle once in a while. You see what I mean, how you can get closer. I mean, you can't be a surgeon overnight. You can't be an architect overnight, right? I had a lady, another administrative assistant who was laid off in her mid-40s and she was afraid because of her age, she couldn't find another position and whatnot. Well, it turned out she was meant to be an entrepreneur, started a real estate business and is making more money now than she ever would have as an administrative assistant. You know, and these are just some examples of what can be done at least get you in the area of where you would like to work. So many people think, you know, I have no transferable skills. This is all I've done all my life. I can't do anything else. And that is just not true. So we explore all of that before we can start building, you know, the trajectory to um, the, uh, the position in mind or as an entrepreneur, as I said. Did I answer your question?
1: Absolutely, and I am going to walk away with um, a new catchphrase that uh, I love: um, "Divorce your job, not your spouse." Oh, um, I love that! <laughs> yeah, and it—you know—it is so true that uh, when people are unhappy at job, the job how it just affects the entire family and and their their network, their whole attitude. So, um, I want to thank you for that. Like I say, I have just going to that's going to be one of my new catchphrases. But more <laughs> seriously. Um, I love your approach, and uh, I just want to confirm with our listeners on how brilliant I think this is. Step one is not, oh, how can I find a job? Step one is, what do I really want to do that's meaningful? And earlier, when I was talking about Miriam, I share a passion. We really are passionate about helping folks. And I don't know about you, Miriam, but I really never think about it as work. I just get started and I get excited, and then I look up and I go, oh, gee, I better quit because I have a family that you know, sort of likes to see me. Um, And then once you decide, you get to decide who you want to work for. Again, Miriam empowering people to go, you know, who do you want to work for? And then we're going to um, explore the concept of the informational interview in depth later. But just as we talk about Miriam's process, is getting to know the people that work there, um, getting to know more about the profession. Sometimes it looks really exciting to um, have a job. And then you sit down with somebody who does that job and you go, "Ooh, this is not what I want to want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I love your process. What do you want to do? Who do you want to do with it? And make sure you explore it before you move on. And thank you for the stories that, that you shared and how, um, they redirected. Um, let's talk a little bit though about right now during the, the pandemic, because I'm imagining clients are even more challenged than the ones that you shared about. Um, any, any insights on the whole career change during the pandemic? Is it, well, is it different? Are you doing some things differently?
2: Uh, yes, uh, we are doing things a little differently. I mean, not about the the, the process I just talked about. And uh, by the way, on your comment, Lorraine, there's nothing, nothing more rewarding than when you see the client space slide up, right? And they see a new venue way out. It's just, just so, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Gratifying and, Absolutely. you know. You, we do. We also know we're doing meaningful work. because yeah. That's important. <laughs> so, with the pandemic, you know, a lot of people are uh, under um, the illusion that no, nobody's hiring right now, and that is just not true. There are many positions available out there, but people just don't know how to find it. And so, also teach my clients how to be a lot more proactive because. You don't have to wait for a position to be advertised. And so, uh, there are many ways of finding out of, of getting an, another position today. But the most important thing is, of course, networking. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, if you get a referral, that's, there, there's nothing that can beat that. Nothing that can beat the referral. It's a good thing to try to have someone inside a company you'd like to work for. Um, the, the biggest difference is, is that you can't do interviews in person or very few of them. But pretty much everything else is, believe it or not, the same. It's just you know the news, reporters harp on the fact. you know a lot of people out of work. Yes, but people don't know how to find a position. That is the biggest difference. So that's what we work on. And I, I, even though I have a, a six week program and I deliver one hour presentation, I also give one hour group coaching. And then I do, um, individual coaching with each one of my clients because I want to make sure they're on the right track. Um, you know, years ago, I had to write pulled out from under me. And literally overnight, I didn't know how I was going to pay rent or feed my children or do anything else. And so, I mean, talking about being in the dumps and in despair, right? I've done the journey. I know what it takes. It's not easy. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It takes a lot of work. Looking for a position today is like a full-time job, but it can be done. And because I've been through it, I can help you do it a lot faster. Um, as a matter of fact, part of, uh, my program is also, I have someone, uh, come and talk about how to present yourself on zoom for interviews, um, it, about, uh, how to position lightning. And as I say that, I see I have a lot of light over here. <laughs> that person will tell you how to eliminate that, how to dress, uh, what to do and, um, uh, because it's very important. And I also have a person because, as I said, I was very depressed at the time. coming and talk with my clients about how you deal with anxiety and depression in these times. But you can't lay down and cry, right? If you don't pick yourself up and start being active in your job search, you're not going to get anywhere. So, you have to find other means of doing it. And, you know, employment agencies can help. Everything can help. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. You cannot rely on just one executive recruiter or a recruiter or, like I say, employment agencies. Many things have to be done. And I, unfortunately, because of our time constraints, I don't have <laughs> a great deal of time to go into it. But it can be done. And my clients are finding positions. Age discrimination, uh, no. Uh, That it all depends how you present yourself, right? If you're going to be old and shuffling in there, you're not going to make it. And here's another example. I had a gentleman, he was 57 years old. He was a technical recruiter. Didn't think he could find another position at the time because things were already going down. And... um, Long and short of it, within six weeks. And again, I, I'm telling you the time it took with my clients because they did the work that needed to be done. I cannot guarantee that time frame to everyone. Uh, but if you do what you're supposed to do, it can happen. We find him a, another position as a technical recruiter, closer to home and with more money being paid. So it's not about age. Now, obviously having said that, If you're in your 50s, you're not going to go and work for GAP. That's a youthful thing, right? But we're talking in general. Age is no factor if you keep in good shape, if you're in good health. And the most important thing to remember is not to put the younger generation down. They have pros and cons. Older generation has pros and cons. But if you put the two pros together, a lot can be accomplished. So.
1: Okay, let's go um, down a a little bit down that path of of ageism, because I know um, it seems like based on past economic downturns, those people who are over 45, over 50, seem to be oftentimes hurt the hardest. And maybe not in terms of numbers, but because they are in at a level, you're right. They can't go out and, and work for Gap or, you know, work for Dash or um, right. Uber driver to, to support themselves, like people who maybe are earlier in their career, you know, just looking for a stopgap. So um, l- let's talk, um, you know, a little bit about how you mentally um, have a chat with yourself about presenting yourself. When, when you're concerned that people are going to go, oh, they're too old for the job?
2: Well, you have to prep yourself up, right? And you have to do a lot of self-talk. This is something I am not trained in, but I can put people in touch with people who are, if they need to be taken out of their depression, as it were, and how to present themselves and prep themselves up. I always like to have my clients look at the brighter side of things. You know, and they say, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? I said, look, next year you'll be a year older, whether you have this position or not, right? Whether you do this or not. So you might as well start doing it and think about what you truly want to do. And if you need, train yourself on it. You know, now, even I have, um, oh dear, I need to do the politically correct word, which is uh, people who have disabilities Mm-hmm. uh they can find positions it's all on how you present yourself so you can't be down you want to have an optimistic outlook on life whether you feel it or not just start doing it eventually you will feel it that's a uh, very important and how you dress you know you you don't want to go slovenly um I know for gentlemen, there, there's, uh, there's kind of a fine line between having a beard and looking like you just don't shave, right? <laughs> That's kind of important. <laughs> um, for women, I mean, you don't want to go overboard with the makeup either because, you, again, if this is your first through Zoom, you don't know how the other person perceives you. The whole thing in all of this is perception. So, you can be sixty years old and look like a forty year old right and there's nobody who can say, "Well, you can 't do this job they don 't know they don't know you know I had a lady she was not well she was an administrative client <laughs> my. But she was in her 80s. She used to be a former Roquette. And you know, she still participated in bodybuilding competitions and beat out the younger women. I imagine that. (laughs) So people can do that. Why not us, you know, just start thinking optimistically, no matter what the situation. That is number one. And then uh, we go from there because you need to have an upbeat thing. Everything is going at such a rapid uh, pace today that you have to project energy. You absolutely I, have to.
1: I love that. It's, it's attitude, not age. And it is implementing a plan to you know, be healthy and vibrant and engaged. And I personally think that that has a lot to do with that very first point. If you're passionate about what you're doing, and you really wanna do it, a lot of those other things fall into place. We need to take a very short break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna continue our discussion with Miriam. uh, And we're gonna go back to that topic that she mentioned earlier, which is networking, which as you know, is my favorite topic and get some tips for her on how to effectively network during a pandemic. So stay with us and we will be right back.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
3: Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career Transition Specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book. Career Restart practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career, from how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back.
0: You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview the number two work.com. Now back to Career Central.
1: Welcome back to Career Central and our very lively conversation this morning with Miriam Rose Cohn, who is um, passionate, shares my passion for making sure that people have happy careers. We Just before the break, um, I promised a discussion on networking. I'm going to come through with that. But Miriam also wanted to address the fact that, um, and it's not even a matter of as we age, but that some people do have health issues that... Um, you know, need to be considered in that whole career process. So Miriam, I'm going to let you take the lead on that.
2: Oh, thank you. Well, I just wanted to mention to uh, your listeners that, you know, we said health is important. But if you, let's say you have diabetes or you have a health problem, uh, a heart problem, I meant to say, or anything like that, uh, And you have to take medication, it's fine. You just don't want to come up droopy, you know, when people see you. You can have these diseases and still, you know, project some kind of energy. And if you're not doing it now, I strongly recommend that you start practicing, projecting, eventually you'll feel it. I just wanted to say that because otherwise people will say, oh, there's no chance for me. But oh. there are, there are. You know, you could even become health advocates for in senior centers or hospital sections. I mean, you know, it's just top of my head that things you can do. So I just, for those of among us who are not 100%, you know, healthy, I just want to say don't give up. There's always a place for someone if you're willing to do it. Yeah, again tapping into that if you have a passion to do it
1: and Miriam you gave some perfect example. I love the scuba diver. Somebody that wanted to scuba dive couldn't afford lessons. How do they do it? They go to work for a company that teaches scuba diving lessons. And now, um that is, I think that is you're right. That's what keeps us going is all of those people who we help um you know tap into their um their passions. Um, we talked a little bit about networking and we actually did it um, during the break. I am a great advocate of networking. And one of the reasons I'm such a strong advocate is so many people don't do it or they don't have the right attitude or they don't do it right. So I want to take this opportunity to talk to somebody who is a great
2: networker to <laughs> um, share your tips and strategies with their listeners. Okay. Okay. So, the first thing is now that we can't see each other in person, you know, on the internet, it's just exploding, right? What I would suggest you do is start approaching organizations or uh, memberships, you know, if a woman, we have the e-women network as an example, right? If you're a gentleman, uh, whatever you want to do, approach those organizations Don't think you're not good enough because you haven't done it or, you don't. you know, just start attending some of their meetings and they always have networking. There are just groups now that are coming onto the internet that are strictly for networking. One I can think of is Debbie Hoffman. You know, she does that very nicely. And there's people from all across the board. There are, you know, other organizations and you just start clicking with people that put you in um, breakout rooms, they call it on Zoom, everything's Zoom. And you get to see the person, so that is good because you get a very different perception and feeling if you look at a person than if you just hear a voice, right? Uh, I know for me, it's very important. If I have a new person approaching me, I always will pick up the phone and start to talk with them, even if I don't see them. Because words, if you start just emailing, People look at your text from what they think and they believe. So if you talk with the person, first of all, they hear your voice. And number two, you can explain and have a conversation and understand each other better. So to me, that's very important as part of the networking. First, you connect and then you follow up. You always have to follow up. Just like when you send in a resume, we were talking about that. You know, people just apply and they don't follow up. Well, then nothing's going to happen, right? You have to be very proactive in today's market. So, again, um, people, the organizations who just have meetings, the organizations who have, you know, what they call like, uh, well, uh, they call it networking because before it was gathering, you had coffee, you have something to eat and you talk. And now you do it over the internet. And if you want to have something to eat and talk, you can do that too. <laughs> uh, but you get to know people and you can post questions there too. You don't have to be an inf- you know, such an informational, such an inf- a formal interview. You can do it informally. And you can find out about the person's work and be very careful not to say I'm looking for a job in any of these conversations. You're just getting to know the people and it makes it so much better than being a a name on a piece of paper or on somebody's screen like everybody else. The name of the game, game is to get to know each other so they know you as well. So if something pops up, there you are foremost on their mind.
1: I want to reinforce what you've said because I think it's a brilliant idea, is connecting with a professional organization. You know whatever your passion is, there is an organization out there. And right now, I think I have seen this shift during the pandemic. Organizations have taken the responsibility to connect people because there's not on-site conferences. There's not all of that um, interaction over which that members have control organizations have started to say, "Okay, we need to make a real effort to keep our members connected to each other and connected to the organization. And one of the nice things, because I talk to a lot of people who don't really want to network or are comfortable, if you belong to a professional organization, they're going to structure the conversations and it's going to be about something that you're interested in. So I I want to say kudos to you because I think that's a brilliant idea for networking. Um, you talked about following up. I really like that. Pick up the phone. Let somebody hear your voice. I know right now, Mary and I are having a great conversation because we can talk back and forth. If we were exchanging this information by an email, there's a really good chance that I would misinterpret what she said or I would you know, be reading fast. And so so follow up with, with the phone call or the Zoom. Any other advice on following up and
2: helping to build that network? Uh, yes. And i If I may just back up for one moment, Lorraine, is, you know, it's not just about work, right? Let's say you're a dog lover. You can go with the dog association. You don't know whom you're going to meet there. And the same thing, cat or, you know, I'm just using animals, but it could be anything or painting, even though painting is, you're not going to be a professional painter, right? Mm -hmm. Either artistically or paint walls in a house. It doesn't matter, Do something that you enjoy to as a hobby and use that as your way in if you're uncomfortable in meeting people because you will talk about your hobby for sure. (laughs) So as far as following up and saying, yeah, I'd like to pursue that with you. And I have a list here myself. I have to do that right now because we are connecting virtually, right? Everything is virtual now. But there are still live human beings at the other side of the screen. So I have to follow up. And you set up a time and a date. And you do it as if it were a regular appointment. It, you know, maybe it's somebody who just you felt you clicked with. You just want to follow up with that. In today's world, it doesn't have to be strictly about work. Because if you talk about what you enjoy, the other person... Or you whatever made you click with that person, you pursue that, eventually, you know, something may come out of it. You don't know. I'm not saying it happens every time, but it happens. You know, they know of someone who knows of someone, and that's how you get your foot in the door. Because we talked about referral being the best way of mm. getting in. But if you do not network, you're never going to get there. It is a crucial part of job search today. All right. So I want to amend what I said, join an organization
1: for which you have a passion and interest. You'll find like-minded people and it will be easier to, to have those conversations for those of you that are a little hesitant going, Ooh, I don't feel comfortable, you know, yeah. contacting a stranger. These aren't strangers. They're people that have a common interest. I love your idea of following up on the phone. Um, any other networking
2: tips um, for our listeners? Well, you know, let's say during the conversation you found out about something the person is interested in and you know a lot about, you say, oh, I know they have a meeting there. I can tell you about it. Or, you know, if you go to this website, they'll have a lot more information on this and you become a resource for the other person. And that's very helpful as well. Okay. Because, it, you know, if you provide them with resources, they'll remember you. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have the job anyway, right? Just be helpful to other people. This is very important today. What we have discovered with the pandemic, and it's part of it, that people now sitting at home are becoming a lot more civic-minded and um, environmentally conscious and all that stuff. So you can get involved that way too just by helping other people. You know, it, it doesn't cost you anything. It's not taking time away from your work. Why not? Oh. And if it isn't this, you know, you you have to build a network today so you get to be known. Did I do that okay, yeah. Lorraine? I mean, it's per- <laughs> it's
1: absolutely perfect. And again, um, sharing with my listeners, they know is that I think networking is just a key to a successful, rapid, and job search that leads to a, a very satisfying job. Um, This kind of um, moves right into that. We talked a little earlier that you're a great advocate of of informational interviewing. You talked about, you know, asking questions, 10 minutes and all that. But I, too, I I feel like this is like an extension of networking. So maybe just maybe a few more thoughts on how to set up an informational interview, how to
2: ask for it. Okay. So again, you target a person who would be like your hiring manager, but you come to him or her as an equal, more or less. You say, this is what I've been working on and... Um, I'd like to have your thoughts on whatever the subject is. I just want 10 minutes of your time. And you keep it today. You, you, you go with your questions prepared on a notepad, whatever. It doesn't matter that they see your questions, that you wrote questions on. And then when 10 minutes are up, you say, the 10 minutes are up. I want to be mindful of your time. And if they invite you to stay longer, of course, that's good for you. You stay. And if they say, no, I have to get back. I have this meeting. Thank you for your time. Follow up with a thank you note. Um, If you have a legible handwriting, preferably in your own handwriting, always nice. And if you saw something that they liked, you know, um, you can always break the ice. If you look you take a quick look around their office, if you're there in person, Uh, it's not so easy to do on Zoom because we could all have virtual backgrounds, right? Like I'm having. (laughs) So uh, but if you are in person, you see, you, you know, they usually have something they like. If they like baseball, they have a baseball ball or a pennant of some team or whatever. And that you use that as an icebreaker, right? Makes the other person feel at ease too. Because don't forget, they don't know you either. They don't know what to expect. So you want to establish rapport right away. And informational interviews are important because they may sometimes hit the things you didn't know were involved. And you say, "Mm, like you said before, and maybe that's not quite what I wanna do. So- I wanna
1: reinforce um, an idea that Miriam shared shared that we sometimes forget. And that is that handwritten, or if your handwriting is terrible, typed um, thank you note, because that text, that email, all of that just kind of disappears off the screen. Um, Rarely are people getting things in the mail, hard copy that they can actually touch. And so it's one of those things, if somebody touches it, reads it, puts it down, it makes a much um, bigger impression on them. And so um, I know sometimes people go, oh, you know, I'll I'll shoot them a quick email, I'll I'll text them. I still, and I think Miriam, you agree, I, I still think that that physical thank you that shows up in somebody's mailbox on somebody's desk um, makes a
2: big impression. It does. Absolutely. You know, let's say you have a ba- you two discovered a ba- you have a common passion for sailing. So, you know, you can say, well, you know, I, I just heard they're organizing this blah, blah, blah and sailing and you sent a person that, or you use, of course, maritime themed um, stationery. You know, if you're into trees, you do something with trees. If you're into animals, something with the animals. I mean, try to keep it the same so the person has a connection in their head about you, you know. I I think that's very important. Don't forget the personal. The the people you're approaching are people too, right? (laughs) And they may have the same insecurities. You don't know that because they present like you have to present. (laughs) But that connecting shows
1: one thing. One is it's a connection, but the other is that you've paid attention, that you've listened to them. And that is something that whatever career you're in, being a good listener and showing that you're a good listener is, is a, a plus, a very good soft skill. Right. So I want to move on to the topic of the actual job search. And I have clients tell me that the very best part about going back to work is that they get to end the job process because finding a job is much harder than doing a job. And you've talked a lot about doing the work. And I think sometimes, especially during this pandemic, you've been laid off, you're home and there's like no external... um, guardrails kind of guiding you in terms of moving forward so let's get down to the details of you know you have you have your your clients move through so how do you coach a client to manage their time during a job search
2: well they have to keep track okay i used to give them a book but today every most people know how to set up an excel sheet right okay (laughs) You And I usually tell my clients to focus on 10 companies at a time, no more, because you can't do this for eight hours a day, let's face it. Yeah. But you can do two to three hours. You block that time out every day. You keep track about whom you uh, first of all, whom you send a resume at, because you need to follow up within thirty-six hours. Now make sure you don't call on a Monday morning when people are trying to catch up from their weekend, or Friday afternoon when they're already focusing on the weekend, right? So uh, any time in between is pretty good. And when you when you put in your cover letter, I will call you. Let's say, as an example, next Tuesday at eleven a.m. You do it as if it were an appointment. You got to keep track of whom you spoke, whom you spoke with. If it wasn't the person you needed to reach, if they say no, uh, and if the person you wanted to reach is not there, when will that person be in? Wasn't a good time to reach them. You put it in and you make a new appointment and you keep it as it were. Uh, very important to be nice to the gatekeepers. <laughs> don't forget, and if you do get a personal um, meeting to bring something to the gatekeeper as well, um, and it doesn't have to be expensive, right? Keep in mind, it can be a cup of coffee, doesn't have to be Starbucks at $4, can be McDonald's at dollar. <laughs> you just bring the coffee, the tea, whatever. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yes, then you have to keep the follow-up. What was the result? You know, and you do this, and what did you talk about? And you keep doing this with 10 companies till either it ends up nowhere or you move forward. But you've got to keep track. So you can't do more than, you know, 10 companies a week, and usually it takes two weeks to get through the system. Mm-hmm. So you block out the time. If you're a morning person, you can do it well usually offices open around 8. so let's say to be on the safe side 9 to 11 or 9 to 12 if you're nine to, you know if you're an afternoon person and an night person then you can do it you know 1 to 3 2 to 5 whatever is comfortable for you and while you're working with those 10 companies you research the other 10 companies so you can go online of course there's a lot of information on their website also, hoovers.com, as I explained, you can, they tell you who does what in what company. If you're in a certain industry you like to work, you can do research there and see which companies are mentioned. You want to keep track, you look at trade journals. And obviously, a lot of that is available at your local library. Uh, some of it is available online for free, but some of it you may have to pay for. Mm-hmm. So, at the local library, it's usually you know, uh, free. And you want to make sure you have the latest research, which, you know, with the internet, it's not like a book that takes six to nine months to get the printing. And then who knows who's still here and who's not. But so, yes, unfortunately you have to rely a lot on the internet or go to the library. One of the two. Okay. And you look at the two other companies and what they're doing. Um, the owner, you know, it's put out by the Department of Labor and Statistics, they tell you about many jobs you might want to, you know, leave through. (laughs) But you might want to leave through at least in the industries and fields that interest you and see what other positions are available because, you know, we all talk about this artificial intelligence and how it's taking our jobs away, but it also creates many new positions and there are so many new possibilities that their people are not aware of that have been created and so that they can investigate. Yes. So you can do part of the day contacting people and part of the day doing your research.
1: Okay, we um, have been having a wonderful conversation and I um, have thousands of more questions to ask you. But right now, I really want to have you share about um, the webinar that you have put out and a little bit more about how people can reach you.
2: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So my webinar is really on career transition, but I call it how to use the pandemic as the perfect time to make a career transition. Listen, the, a lot of the stuff I, I uh, teach in there is also good for people who want to stay within the same industry and field, but just need a new position, right? It, it works just as well with that. So um, I have a free webinar, totally free. It's not enrolling. If you're interested, we'll have a private conversation because I need to make sure, you know, the program is right for you. Uh, I believe in helping my clients, you know, not just. Um, you want me to tell you when I'm offering it? Well, and you know, actually what I'd like you to do is tell
1: them how the best um, contact you. Maybe your website, oh. LinkedIn um, and stuff like yeah.
2: that. My, my website is in the process of being redone, but there's some information there. I, I'll give you my phone number. First of all, if I may. Yes, S- absolutely. My phone number is 661. 661- Two five three zero eight zero one, 253 801 And I will repeat that. 661-253-0801. And my email address, should I give that to? Uh, yes, that would be helpful. Okay, I'll tell you what it is, then I'll spell it. <laughs> it's my first name. It's Miriam Rose at JeddahEnterprises.com. So that's M as in Mary, Y as in yellow, R I A M as in Mary, then a hyphen, R O S E, at J as in Jeremy, E D as in David, a-E-N-T, as in Tom, E-R-P, as in Paul, R-I-S, as in Sam, E-S, as in Sam, dot com. Miriam Rose at Jedha Enterprises dot com.
1: Fantastic. And for those of you that didn't have a pencil and paper, you can go to... Um, Voice America, look up the information for this show and you will find her contact information, at least the email um, and website right there. Um, As we come to the um, end of this show, I want to thank Miriam for being um, our guest. We could have gone on for another hour, but the time says that we need to wrap this up. So as we come to the end of the year, it's um, been rewarding to look back and give ourselves credit for what we've achieved. Please give yourself credit for making life and career changes. Give yourself credit for thinking about your career, for listening today and thinking about how maybe some of the things that Miriam has shared will help you structure 2021 as you move forward in your career. So at, so if you have someone out there who is close to you and is facing a job loss, like Miriam and I have talked about, um, I encourage you to check out my book career restart practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss it's available at amazon brought it out in july i waited to get feedback from my from my readers it's all coming back positive so again it's a quick read that you might enjoy if you are listening on itunes spotify or another platform that lets you rate our show and leave comments please let us know how we are doing career central is committed to bringing you practical career advancing advice every week. Your feedback will help us achieve that goal. If you prefer to email suggestions, and I really encourage you because we're starting to put together a 2021 um, list of guests, email me at careercentralhost at gmail.com. Again, that's careercentralhost at gmail.com. Next week, our guest is Lauren Epstein, an industry leader in the area of unconscious bias. He will share ways you can advocate for an equitable, equitable work environment wherever you work or wherever you interact with folks. Until our next show, this is Lorraine Beeman. Encourage you to take care of your career because you are the only one who is qualified to do it.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.